Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. Hello and welcome to this episode of Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. My name is Sarah. And my name is Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, tell me, when you think about a BMW, what words come to mind to describe a BMW? Mm, good question. Um, off the top of my head, I would say a sleek design, uh, the kidney grill, premium, super exclusive. Um, oh, the famous Hofmeister kink, of course. Yes, yes, you're right. Um, the BMW does have all of those elements. I mean, I think Plenty of other people probably would have been saying the same thing. Mm. BMWs are sleek, they're modern, they're fancy. But, you know, there is actually one model in particular that's the complete opposite of a typical BMW. So no sleek design, in most cases, no kidney grill, no Hofmeister kink. It's not your classic premium car. And yet... This BMW is still an icon of BMW history and even automotive history. And in today's podcast, we want to tell you more about this unique BMW. What we're talking about is the BMW Isetta. So put on something vintage and let's go back in time. All the way back in time to 1950s in Germany. All right. So some of the most iconic images that spring to mind are, you know, women wearing those big petticoats or um, living rooms with those kidney-shaped tables and, of course, BMW's Isetta bubble car traversing the streets of post-war Germany and beyond. Well, today, the BMW Isetta is a highly coveted vintage car that would probably be classified as a micro-mobility vehicle nowadays. Exactly, and something totally different from what most people think of a good old BMW is. But back in the day, the Isetta was a complete car combining a clever concept with an understated charm. So it came to be is kind of an interesting story that proves that the old adage that necessity is indeed the mother of invention. The story goes that BMW was on the brink of bankruptcy in the mid-1950s. Oof. Motorcycle production was declining. Luxury vehicles like the 503 and the 507 were so expensive to produce that BMW suffered losses on these models. Ouch. And, well, the company needed a new model that would make money right away, so one that wouldn't require a lot of development costs. And BMW found its solution at the 1954 Turin Car Show. At the Iso Revolta booth, there was an Italian maker of refrigerators and mini cars. <laughs> and at that booth, there was a three-wheeled car with a huge door in the front, which actually looks surprisingly similar to a refrigerator <laughs> door. <laughs> Sounds weird. But uh, anyway, that car was called the Iso Isetta. And the BMW delegation acquired the licensing rights for the Isetta and for the production equipment as well. It's a pretty cool concept, right? I absolutely love this story from a refrigerator door to an actual car. <laughs> yes, uh, you and your puns, Jonathan. Um, but hang on. To all of our listeners, did you notice that we mentioned the Isetta was initially three-wheeled? 
right? So let's get to this in a minute, but this is super cool as well. So first of all, BMW had to refine the motor and the chassis of the Italian bubble car. And I mean, even after it was changed and modified by BMW developers who were used to designing performance cars, I mean, the technical specifications, they were modest, and that's an understatement, right? So at the start of production in uh, 1955, the Isetta 250 was redesigned to take a modified version of the 250cc four-stroke engine from the R25 motorcycle. Pretty interesting. So this single cylinder generated exactly 12 HP. And Keeping with the Italian roots, BMW kept the bubble car's original Italian name, Isetta. And Isetta is the diminutive form of ISO. And what about the wheels, Jonathan? Exactly. So coming back to the wheels, they actually added another tire. So the German car had four tires compared to the Italian's three tires. And in 1956, the Bavarian factory put out another version with higher performance. It was called the BMW Isetta 300 with a 300cc engine, of course, and 13 HP. Now, both versions could reach speeds, get ready, hold on to your hats, of up to a whopping 53 miles per hour or 85 kilometers per hour. It's not exactly fast, but back in the day, it was pretty good. And Jonathan, how did the Isetta then become a cult car? Oh, this is a great question. Let me tell you. Well, back then, the BMW marketing department came up with the term Moto Coupe for the bubble car. In Germany, the Isetta was affectionately known as a Knutschkugel. <laughs> so for the people that don't speak German, what does Knutschkugel mean? Well, roughly translated, it means something like a cuddle ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> yeah, and this Knutschkugel also had an innovative spirit, and despite its cuteness, there was no better car for zipping around in a city or for short distances because it was 7.5 feet or about 2.28 meters long and weighed a mere 770 pounds or 350 kilos. It was easier to maneuver than almost any other car. Two adult passengers could sit next to each other just like in a regular car. The Santa was one of the few microcars at the time where that was even possible. For example, compared to the also popular Messerschmitt. I mean, BMW was innovative even way back then. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, um, well, since the door opens to the front and the steering wheel and steering columns swing with it, it's very easy to get in and out, and the luggage goes on the outside and a luggage rack that mounts onto the back. Well, buyers did know what they were getting. The Isetti was not exactly a mini sedan, but it was a new kind of car, um, and it was the right kind of car for the 1950s. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, luckily, not many changes were made to this cute little Isetta while it was in production. I mean, the first series had a larger back window um, than the second, and the window that opened to the side was actually replaced by a sliding window. Now, all Isettas have a canvas roof, similar to like a sunroof from today, right? Not because of customers' demand, um, and this is actually what I think is kind of cool, um, but because 
an emergency exit was mandatory since you entered the car through the front door. <laughs> That's really funny. I can't even imagine that. Okay, but remember that the Assetta was, in fact, a top seller. The Motocoupe became a much-needed bestseller. It only cost uh, 2,550 German marks, the currency of the time, which would be about uh, 1,400 U.S. dollars or 1,300 euros today. So that made the Isetta a car that a lot of people could afford to buy. And Isetta drivers didn't need an expensive car license. Actually, all they needed was a motorcycle license. And they sold about 10,000 cars just in the first year, and the Isetta was then found all over Germany and then later in other countries. Over the eight years it was in production, more than 160,000 of them were sold. And today, the Isetta remains one of the most successful one-cylinder cars in the world. Woohoo! Go Isetta! But unfortunately, good things must come to an end. So when the Isetta production stopped in 1962, the era of the bubble car was unfortunately over. I mean, by that time, the standard of living had improved and people wanted bigger full-size cars. And whether for a tour through the snowy Celapas in Italy or for everyday use in the city, the little Isetta is perfect for every occasion. So now we have a good grasp on the history of the Isetta, but let's go down a road where the Isetta made history as a savior and even a hero. Yes, so we're going all the way back to 1963, which is a time when Germany was separated into West and East Germany, when a BMW Isetta was used to unite two friends separated by the Berlin Wall. It's a great story. So we have Klaus Günther Jacobi in the West and Manfred Costa in the East. So Manfred wanted to flee like many of the people in the East, but they didn't know how. And this newly built Berlin Wall made escaping almost impossible. I mean, it was so dangerous. The risk of climbing over it, uh, being discovered and then shot. I mean, the risks were just so high. So Costa would have to find another way out. So he called on his friend, Klaus Günther. Yeah, so this man, Klaus Günther, hatched the plan to use his BMW Isetta to actually smuggle his friend through the border. He said using a BMW Isetta as an escape car, the plan was as brilliant as it was crazy. <laughs> Nobody would ever suspect that such a little car would be capable of hiding a human stowaway, especially a five foot seven inch man in a two seater and remain undetected. Uh, during the very rigorous inspections. Wow. So luckily, Jacobi, he had the know-how to turn his Isetta into this escape vehicle. I mean, Jacobi had trained to become a car mechanic, and the actual garage that he was working at had all the tools that he would need to change the car, like the hammers, the chisels, the saws, and the paint and everything. So what he did was he manually removed the 3.5-gallon tank and replaced it with a mini-tank. This would leave room for his friend Manfred to squeeze his body into this secret hiding spot on the night of his escape. It's a pretty brilliant um, idea to remove the tank and replace it with a mini tank, but what a, what a terrifying way to be smuggled. And 
You know, that night is one that they certainly uh, would never forget. Luckily, there was just enough gas in that mini gas tank to smuggle Manfred over the border. And because Klaus had completely gutted the inside of the Aseta and it was up for inspection soon. Anyway, um, after their great escape, he just sent it to the scrap heap because he (laughs) knew that there was no chance it was going to pass that inspection. So might as well just get rid of it. Get rid of the evidence. Um, right. But the the only thing that he still has today, and I think this is really a, a wonderful, wonderful touch, is uh, a key to the engine hatch door and the memory of saving his best friend from East Berlin, making the Iseta a savior and a hero. Yeah, I, I really love this story. So a Knutschkugel of innovation transforms into a getaway car for smuggling a best friend. <laughs> you know, the, the old saying, Jonathan, don't judge a book by its cover. The Aseta might be small, but it was certainly capable of tremendous things. Yes, most definitely. And uh, rounding this episode off in vintage style uh, is the legend of the Aseta and how it lives on. So the BMW Aseta would look more at home on the narrow and ancient streets of some little Italian town than on a German Autobahn, but... Um, Actually, it was more successful in Germany than in Italy, which is really strange. You would think it would be the other way around. But that said, many Isetas did find their way back to Italy when Germans went on holidays there. So they drove their little Isetas over the Alps to spend time soaking up the sun and enjoying something that you like to enjoy, Sarah, the Dolce Vita. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, Jonathan talking about uh, soaking up the sun... There was a very nice ad slogan I stumbled across when I was preparing mm-hmm. for this episode. So uh, there, they used to have the slogan, you'll always be happy in the BMW setup in every kind of weather. And Aww. yes, <laughs> even today, the BMW setup has lost none of its fascination and it still represents a certain kind of lifestyle, making its drivers feel pretty happy. And in fact, at the BMW Welt Museum, in Munich, in Germany, the Aseta is actually the most popular exhibit. Quite a few visitors even take it for a spin to get the full 1950s nostalgia experience. Oh, sounds wonderful. And if you are interested in learning more about any Aseta or actually buying one, you never know, we've got you covered. There's an article on BMW.com titled BMW Aseta for Sale Tips. And to find it easy, just hop on over to BMW.com and search for Aseta Tips. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Changing Lanes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. And to dive deeper into all things BMW, do head on over to BMW.com to learn more. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Sarah. And this has been Changing Lanes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.